0: Three, four, coming around, here we go. Hi Jim, hi Jazz, what are we talking about today? Jimmy, it's your turn, it's your turn. (laughs) Well,
1: we could consider what we might be able to take with us when we go that might help us. Where are we going? Well we're not really set on that one yet because of the virus the whole all our locations are up in you know we're we're not sure i mean we're just not sure is the deal but but we might be able to think of what we could take in terms of skill anywhere that would be beneficial everywhere and mostly beneficial Somewhere where it was a little emptier than here.
0: Mm. So, mm.
1: so I came up with the, uh, this morning. I, it, I I've been kind of hard, having trouble with squeezing the exact muscle and uh, the exact, I uh, you know, skill. What what will get me through? just about anything. Well, yeah, just about anything, I guess. And what it hit me was, was uh, connectedness, the ability to connect uh, with everything, anything, to be able to somehow reach out of your own cauldron, and connect with something else and go oh they're alive too there's life there there's something there we, we don't even know what the life is but we know when we connect like skinny yesterday when i she ran away and i got her in the truck and i, I gave her a little talk into
0: quiet tone i said in, in case in case people are joining for the first time who's skinny jim Skinny's <laughs> my dog my skinny dog and skinny dog. Our and fans know that, but I'm trying to be thoughtful of the newbies. You betcha,
1: you betcha. So I just looked at her and talked very quietly about her runoff, and she averted her gaze, but I got through. I got through. I knew I kind of got through to her. She got what I was talking about, and that kind of thing, connectedness to anything that's living, is. I think good because I've noticed that people that struggle have a lot of trouble connecting to other living things.
0: Oh, Amen. I, I have to Doctor. think about this, Jim. I hope One has something to stay, say.
2: Yeah. I was, I was just going to say Dr. Doolittle. He talks with the animal. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think, I think, um, I, I I like where you're going with that, because it is a a matter of connection, because I know I sometimes find myself in places or spaces, and, and I'm just like this, I'm just like all tensed up, I don't really want to, maybe not so, I'm exaggerating there, but I, I just don't want to talk with anybody or um, so um, connection and what uh, and then and then I Jim talks about all all living things, and then if you look at the um, the Americans, that uh, everything is alive. The, the rocks are alive, the trees are alive. Um, what um what sort of level of uh, connection would it be up at that level where you're connected to to everything and and like um so like uh if if i'm uh, if I'm, uh, say, just in this body, right, let's let's just say that I'm, I'm just in this body and you're just in this body, is there a way of something inside of us just opening and expanding out and becoming this whole room or area or this world?
0: Is that possible?
2: Um, depends who you ask. (laughs) But, but, um, to, (laughs) maybe that, that's what happens when you die. (laughs) You just, you just get exploded into, into, you know, whatever, Whatever thing or whatever it is inside of you, which is, which is alive or which is perceiving stuff. And then it's just, it's just gone. You know, one minute it's there, the next minute it's gone because the the body's lifeless. Where does it go?
0: Is there something that actually goes? Where, go, where does what go? Where does the body go? No, where where does this thing, which is
2: perceiving stuff inside this body, um, I mean, I don't I don't want to put a label and call it a soul or maybe it's spirit or you know what whatever's in there perceiving stuff, because in a way it's it's just there and it's just perceiving stuff, right? Just seeing and listening, and and then everything else gets complicated with the brain and the hungers and the desires and and uh, you they, know, do they like it, me? Yeah. Why can't it be like this? Yeah. Yeah. The way I hope i in here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Perception. Is connection, eh?
0: Yeah. It rhymes. <laughs> it rhymes, but it also,
1: you know, it, it, it is, because otherwise there's nothing, right? You If you have perception, there's something yeah. that you're perceiving. And mm-hmm. if you don't... And like when the readings, one of the readings I was doing the other day was talking about being too buffered, too buffered to feel things. Mm -hmm. You know, the the, the environment has given you too much stuff and you can't, you're you're just, you're in that zone. And in this world right now, it's kind of like that. Everybody's a little, you know, 30, 40% nuts. And that nutsness doesn't allow them to connect. Yeah. So you're all all up. Yeah. And and you're just
2: inside yourself, and you, and you don't want anything to do with anybody. Yeah. Outside.
1: Yeah. Wah 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 wah. And uh, and then if you're clean, you can you can perceive, you can catch little things, and you know enjoy that connection and i was realizing how like you know that if you're too banged up kids people who get too banged up in their life there's there's permanent hurts that just disallow them to to uh connect they just can't you know they're afraid they're banged up so i'm going through a little bit of that in the last year that kind of like being you know the environment i live in is upset and you know and I'm going hey I can't I can't do my usual now I'm I'm upset I'm
0: upset you know so what, what has upset your environment this past year
1: oh just uh, the, the the kids home and you know the family stuff and trying to blend everybody into things and you know make things work you know uh just yeah like Sandy's going to be plowing our driveway well, but the the machine doesn't have chains. So he can't drive the driveway without chains. Well, it snowed last night. I thought we were going to get a huge dump. Well, now it looks like it's going to be okay, but any day now it's going to be, (laughs) you know, we're, we're going to need plowing or we won't get out of here this winter. We'll have to walk. So all that stuff, not me, I can't control it. I can't, you know, I'm working it out with my son and Mary. And so it's control, I think a little comes down to being able to control things and uh, affect things. And so I think it's good training for me, really, at this point, going, okay, well, pretty soon, I won't be able to
0: won't be able to what sorry
1: affect anything just won't you know limited range of effectiveness a connectedness too i mean that's you know if you can do things you connect to things too right when you're doing something you connect to it you connect to the world doing is my major way of connecting here and uh you're helping living things then you're getting messaging and you're you're in the game then i think that's a that's a thing that like i i'm trying to say how you it, it will carry you through if you can connect to living things other things you you can continue connecting you are connection in a way we are connection One is, one is connection. If we're all one, it's connection, kind of, right? So, yeah, well,
2: with, with, um, with people, um, if, um, um, uh, you you know uh, for for me if I if I'm going somewhere and I'm all tensed up and trying to connect and I, I can't connect something has to change within me um, to 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 open up uh, it's um, it's um, you know. Uh, when I, when I first came to Vancouver, a friend of mine told me Kelvin. Uh, yeah, you probably don't know, but he went a little kooky. But he he said to me, "Jazz, you know, you're a Sikh, so I'm a little different from other people." He said, "If you ever get into trouble, into trouble, just start talking about hockey." <laughs> and 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 and. and uh, and sometimes maybe it's a matter of going from where I'm seeing things to going where other people are seeing things, and then and and maybe you can't take that conversation any higher,
0: you know? <laughs> but hockey, you know, I mean, it could be endless. <laughs> no? Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Well,
0: then you get hockey
2: and beer and women. And, you know, that's how, that's how, that's how, that's how the prime that's how people connect in this
0: world.
2: Oh, so, Fred, you're on top of a mountain. What do you connect
0: with? Yeah, well, that's a, it's a, I'm, thank you for allowing me to sit with this for a while. Well, I was, uh, by, Okay so i teach online and have been even before the pandemic it was already a thing i did and for some money and i teach middle school grammar school chinese hong kong and taiwanese kids and when i first got the job i was a bit terrified because i didn't know how an adolescent thought and what goes on inside of them. And it was a bit scary for me to not have those connections that I had with uh, American high school students, high school students I understood and could bridge the gaps between us quickly and hopefully well. But i was in front of not only a whole mindset like what how does a 10 year old even think right let alone the cross continent the land of chinese people which is you know exotic different maybe it's not different i didn't know right how does a 10 year old chinese kid think right what do they love what is their life like so The connection stuff that you've brought up the way it resonates with me is i i connect every day for two hours generally in in two separate classes with uh grammar school 10 11 12 year old chinese kids and it took a lot of re a lot of listening a lot of attention a lot of data gathering so that i could find a way to connect with them to use the words we're using today i'll i'll, I'll repeat that word uh, i may use a different word but connect is good so that we could we could learn together so we could be together like i was accustomed to in a classroom in, in the us right so that there was a camaraderie you know uh, in the in the uh, in the game of learning And so now, and and first of all, I had to start off with five. I was teaching on an app and I was teaching five and six-year-old Chinese kids. I have avoided children my whole life, except when they turn 14, then I love them, right? Um, So a five-year-old Chinese kid, what's that about? How do you connect with this kid so that their mother's happy, they're paying the money, they're paying this company that, that I work for is happy? Everybody's happy and the kid wants to see me again, right? He wants to sign up for me for next week or for tomorrow or for Thursday or whatever. So I, I had a really interesting task ahead of myself to connect with these kids. Both A, I forgot that I started with four, five, six-year-old kids. And then later went to these middle school kids because I wanna be a good teacher. I mean, I, that's what I want right? I want to connect. I want it. That's how you teach. That's how I teach through a relationship is how I teach, it's how I teach well, or better or best. Um, so connecting with everything and all that. Sure. But, but my practical everyday experience is how do I get this lesson This information, I don't like the word information. Information is garbage. This lesson through from me, nearly 60 year old guy to a 10 year old who lives in Shanghai. How do we bridge that gap together so that something can happen? That's more than vocabulary and answering the questions about the story. Who cares about all that stuff, right? That's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the foundation of the important stuff. So how can we get to where we can have a conversation because we trust each other and the kid feels comfortable with me and feels open enough to tell me things he would tell me or she would tell me as, if, as it was in the high school world. So yeah, that's my way of working with this, which you guys are are, are, are pointing us toward today. I, I do that every day in this computer, reaching out through a computer into another person's existence. So it's a little bit like the readings, sorry. Um, that's how I see them it, uh, is, uh, is like a reading. I'm delivering instructions. Right. But what I wanted to ask you,
2: so so when, when I was talking about your inside your body and you know, coming out and you said, well, can you actually do that? So you're sort of coming out, going down into the computer and coming out the other end and trying to connect with people. So how, how do you do that? What do you say or oh, what do
0: you do? Man, if I could codify it and talk about it with human language, I would I, I, I would probably would never shut up, I have no idea. But it's all the training we've been doing together, the three of us and the stuff we have yet to talk about on this podcast, all the trainings I've had and all the wacky things we've done together and all the experiments we've been offered to try. I think a, a combination of those, I wouldn't know which one to point at or which one gets 7% and which one gets 42% it's a mass collection of experiences and realizing a that it's possible right that it can be done even if it's even if it's just a story it's a story to believe in right that i can connect cuz actually the computer is it's all a it's all an illusion anyway so the computer just heightens this illusion that allows me to see your two faces right to listen to your voices and to be with you, the computer assists that before, as we know, Jim and Jazz, we used the telephone quite efficiently. And the mm-hmm. telephone is another way that I preferred. I loved the telephone as a way to connect with someone. I connected with you guys for 20-some years on the telephone for hours and hours and hours, sharing stories and questions and you know, comparing notes.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm just just thinking as we as we're going along. So, if I uh, say I'm open and I'm open to connecting with somebody, but what if the other person's all all
0: tight and that's my job? Yeah, find yeah. find my way so, through that. Uh, I have to find my way through; there, it's a fail. Yeah,
2: and 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 I would say it's it's um it's a matter of. Um, shifting the perception of the other person.
0: Mm, I don't I don't attempt to change them. I have to change. I have to change my shape. I have to change my tone of voice. I have to change the words I choose. I have to change my jokes. Mm, but, it's up to me. But, it's, on, it's completely on okay. me.
2: Okay. So, so, so you're your trying all these techniques and just to get them to open up a little bit
0: to be able to receive what I want to talk about and share with them to, to commune with them. What about interest? As, I have to, I, yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Jim. Sorry. I'm going to be quiet. Tell me. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> it's like, well, well, I'm, I, I'm pretty good with shy people because I, I, I jabber with them. I see they're shy. I just jabber. Right. And And they relax because I'm not, asking them questions or anything. And I just go on and on. And then, and then what will happen once they relax, they will lighten up when I say something, one thing, I don't know what it is, whatever. And they'll, they'll, they'll gravitate with interest, they gravitate towards you with interest. And it's perceivable. And you have to, when they do, I just try and Keep that interest. I I back off a little bit, let them see an opening and safe place to be, and then they come on in. And then usually they're gone. They're just going to be taken off, and then they're they're going to explode with all their the stuff they want to talk about, right? So, and I discovered that I only want to do stuff with people that are interested. Really, if they're not interested. I don't want to do stuff with it, you know, because you're wasting your time. So some people aren't, have got that interest pounded out of them. You know, they're afraid or whatever, you know. So like you guys are pretty interested, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's why we kind of get along, I think, because we're, we're listening, you know, what's what he's saying, Oh you know, it's, there's a little little uh, pursuit of something, a treat, where where, where where can I find something, I want to find something in this, you know, and, uh, and, and it's for it's moving forward, it's not staying put. You know, your head, you're heading somewhere, you might not know where you're going, but you're interested. So your interest kind of holds you, you know, and uh, maybe that's part of if you don't have a body
0: and you're interested, still interested, not gonna, afraid. I want to. I want to take something Jim said. To the idea of making them, the students, feel safe, I think is important, right? Mm-hmm. Safe space. I think is what Jim said. But I, I want to switch it to another way because I could go. I don't want to get into teaching because that's that's dangerous. I'll go on forever. Um, but I tried experiments when I was living in the big city of Chicago. And I think it's, it holds true for both spaces, retail clerks and students. But it's easier to talk about with retail clerks. So when I would go to the post office every day, when I was selling everything I owned, so I could move to Spain, right. And I was selling it through eBay and discogs and all sorts of online, uh, shops, resale shops. So. I was in the post office nearly every day sending off items to to people who bought things from me on online and it was important to me to break the fourth wall we say in film but to break the roles that we're both assigned to play me as a customer and them as a clerk at a post office right or a clerk at whole foods right uh, before amazon bought them so it was a little nicer not too nice but a little nicer And it was, or or any store, it was, I felt it my, it was an experiment, but it was also what I could offer. And I wanted to be the customer that, that brightened their day. And the way I decided to do that was to somehow break this conditioning we all have about the roles we're assigned to play in such very simple situations, clerk with their mantras, hi, how are you today? Did you find everything you need? And you'll just, you know, so and the the customer then says, yes, I did, thank you, or no, you know, you were out, you're out of my favorite tomato sauce, you know, and I'm a little disappointed today with the store and, you know, then whatever. So it opens up this this fake dialogue, right? And especially in a place like Whole Foods where that was mandated and, and, you know, super, you know, neoliberal, politically correct, you know, recycled everything's, right? So there was even more of that staunch, immovable role-playing because they weren't allowed to break character. They couldn't break character. They would get in trouble if they broke character. So I broke character, or I would kind of let them know, like, I know you can't say what you really think because you'll be fired because they're watching, right? Or with the post office, they're so angry that they have to deal with these sort of, you know, privileged upper middle class people coming in and complaining about the mail service or the, you know, the fact that they had to wait in line, but the clerks are like, well, there's only two of us. <laughs> there's, you know, whatever. It's, so I wanted to break the, the, the very strict roles we're assigned to play in these situations. And for a classroom, the teacher has a role. And the student has a role. And so how do you get communicate out past these restrictive roles we're supposed to play? So I break those roles whenever I can or wink at them if it's not appropriate or or proper to break them completely. So I wink at them like I know you're acting like this because you're supposed to be the student. And I'm acting like this because I'm supposed to be the teacher. But we both know it's crap. So, how do we speak to each other and connect to each other given these very separating, separative, (laughs) dividing roles that we often are asked to play or or told to play or required to play?
2: Wow. I I guess you could fart. There it is. (laughs) That works. (laughs)
0: Then everybody giggle. <laughs> That's good. It's <laughs> laughter. But then again, if you're teaching in the inner city like I did, the kids would fart. The boys would fart to blow the classroom up, right? They they wanted control, right? The teacher got control. Oh, my God. The teacher got control of us gangsters. I better mess this up so I'm going to fart. And it's going to mm-hmm. smell. And now we're going to spend five minutes talking and complaining. And then the girls are like, yeah, you smell. So they blew up my classroom with the fart. Mm-hmm. Right. that's when it's not so funny anymore because I know why they were doing they were farting to get attention they were farting to blow up whatever I was trying to do
2: yeah.
0: and re, and regain control of the classroom back to the good guys the students right not to the bad guys the teachers so farts are dangerous but effective if used properly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what you, you, you do it, and you look at them and say, I beg your pardon.
0: <laughs> oh man, again? <laughs> again?